Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film, Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. I'm Dave Forsyth from Edge of Tomorrow Minute. And I'm Father David Mowry from fatherdavidmowry.com. Yeah, the Davids. Thank you, thank you both for being on all three of these minutes here, right, right, in, right, right in the middle. Well, when you light, when you light the David signal, I gotta come running. Yeah, we got the squad together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, like I was saying, this is right in the middle. This is minute sixty. Ah, thank you. One hour. Woohoo! This, this is the the movie itself is like like three minutes over two hours so but that's that's including the credits and whether i do the credits is still up for grabs oh <laughs> i don't full. know yeah. i don't know well, if my, that's, my that's card exactly according revoked. to movie by minutes orthodoxy <laughs> I don't know, we might have to have an intervention here eric well we'll talk we'll talk off mic yeah um but so this is minute 60 and it starts with dick trying to convince russell to rejoin the band and ends with Dick guiding Russell back to the bus. Dick has done this before. This is not the first time Dick has had to yep. sweet talk Russell into coming back to rehearsal, to recording session, to performance, to the tour, you name it. This is a pattern because th- wow. no way is Dick this smooth just on the first time he encounters this kind of rock and roll star peak. He is very gentle. He's he presents it as if everything is going to be exactly the way Russell wants it. Tell you what, mm-hmm. we'll go to Greenville, listen to some nice music, then we'll play the rest of the tour, and then we'll leave those fools behind, and then you'll come back here, where you'll live. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that ungrateful fools is actually you know I mean he's ta- he's saying this after we'll finish the tour, and we'll you know he's talking about the rest of the band. As these ungrateful fools, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a delayed. It's it's promising a delay of what Russell's already <laughs> into, which is, you know, leaving the band, leaving the band, you know, giving up that that uh, part of his life for this for this other one. <laughs> it shows family. some foresight on on Dick's part to not you know, to go in there alone. Right to mm-hmm. not bring the rest of the band mm-hmm. in because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he be he definitely would not have been able to to placate Russell as well. Well, that's going to be um, a negotiation non-starter. You you bring the the rest of the band in there. You bring Jeff in there. Jeff is yeah. just going to rip Russell a new one. It's like this is exactly what I was talking about. You're so selfish. You're so self-centered. Bra bra bra. It's just going to make things worse. There's not going to be no tour if the other members of the band are there. I do um, I do like the way that Russell sort of. I, you know he's he's giving that messed up hungover look yeah. he's almost um he's almost playing more messed up from this than he was from getting electrocuted mm. right like he seemed to recover from that fairly quickly and he had like the moment where they were breaking through the gate where he's sort of like staring that ten thousand yard stare or whatever it is and mm. uh and here he's it 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 goes on a bit longer and exhibits more more signs like Again, he's he's as susceptible to suggestion as he was last night, um, but then he also gets that angry reaction, and you know yeah. he's he's, uh, he's sort of all over the place in, in terms of a. Uh, yeah, he doesn't strike me as being hung over. He strikes me as still being high. Yeah, exactly. That's that's more. Of, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
he has he has not come down off of <laughs> off of you know the acid, even though William was very explicit. Please do not give him any more acid. <laughs> Thank you. Well, he is still clutching a bottle of I don't know something brown, Jack uh, Daniels. That's true. Yeah, so maybe so. he just transitioned to some southern comfort there. <laughs> something, yeah. Um, I, I love I love Russell's delivery where he's talking in a pretty normal voice for I see what you're doing, and then kind of almost whispers that, and I like it. You know, and, and it's al- it's almost that it's almost that kind of it's it's not slurred. But it's that kind of drunk, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, some, some people when they're drunk, they, oh, they're kind of happy and positive and others can get nasty and stuff. But but he's he's he is at, at this point, at least <laughs> not not for long, uh, pretty agreeable. And 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 he's even so agreeable that when uh, Dick Dick seems to want to be up for carrying Russell, <laughs> but both pretty thin guys. But you know, I don't know how much actual uh, muscles they might have in their arms. Or that that made my back hurt watching that. Yeah, <laughs> because Dick is definitely not just lifting with the knees. Oh yeah, he's lifting no. with his back as well. That's a good way to put himself in traction. Yeah, I do like the the kid in the um, in the blue shirt with the stripy arms who kind of looks like he might be the you know the backup quarterback in the high school football team oh, yeah. he's 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 like he oh, i'm good he could have carried yeah he, he's itching to get in there and help but then you know dick sets russell down and he's able to be ambulatory so it's uh it's good i think but yeah russell's got that classic drunk whisper like i like it mm-hmm. you know like yeah, he, yeah that weird state of mind where you are aware that you are being manipulated but yeah you're going along with it because it strikes you as funny, I guess. <laughs> and, and additionally, like I, like I was saying, agreeable. And he says, you know, he, 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 he gets Dick to let him walk instead of being carried. You know, I got mm-hmm. it, man. <laughs> um, go ahead, Dave, father, David. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to pass over the, the excitement of uh, the boys having a rock star living in their basement. Oh, yeah which conjures up visions of a 1970s basement in Topeka, and I can just see nothing but shag carpeting and wood panels as far <laughs> as the eye can see. Oh, yeah. No, you know, a, a gigantic television that uh, with with big knobs that have clicky, chunky... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, boy. Aluminum foil on the antenna, probably. Well, I don't know. Would they? I don't know if they would put a TV in the basement because it would, there wouldn't be cable. It, it would be antenna. True. Would you true. get signal down there? When when they show the outside shot, there is an aerial on top of the yep. on top okay. of the house, as if All someone right. had prepared to answer this question for us. <laughs> Those continuity people—they're so yeah. good at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. In two thousand or nineteen ninety nine, really probably uh, ninety nine two thousand. Those 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 uh, those antennas were still up a good bit. Just because people were too lazy to get up there and take them down. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not really functioning. <laughs> but, na- but now, actually, in today's age, it would be really neat to have <laughs> something that could maybe pick up something from hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Maybe. Now I raise, I raise the point of continuity, but then, then we have this, this weird warping of space and time that happens as Russell walks away, because while Dick is sweet talking him. We can, you know, it looks to me that that William is in the background of that shot. Mm. Yeah, I do see him back. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. 
Oh man! Because there he is with with his arms crossed. He is way back there, and his his bowl haircut. <laughs> and then as Russell walks, uh, stage right, all of a sudden he's passing our hero. So I don't know if he was heading the wrong direction and the dick had to turn him around, or if it's just the shot composition was papered over and like, well, if people are paying attention to this, we, we've done something wrong. <laughs> Good eye. Mm. You know, I I had some notes uh, about that exact thing, but I just took them with my eyes, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know what they are anymore. So. Well, you know what, listeners? I know that free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Through the Pantheon Network and this show, Almost Famous Minute, at Adam and Eve, you get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Just make sure you enter offer code AFMPOD at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. You can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And on top of all that, you also get six free spicy movies. Yeah, that's right, movies. I know you all like movies because you listen to this podcast about the movie Almost Famous. Finally, you also get free shipping. That's right. Can't do better than that. That's AFM Pod, AFM POD at adamandeve.com. Just type in AFM POD at checkout. It's all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening. Yeah, so that's that's what, uh, you know, Russell gets, Russell seems to all of a sudden out of damn near nowhere get upset with, with, uh, William. And and after the taking notes with his eyes accusation, you know, he then additionally says, "How do we know you're not a cop, huh?" And then the enemy comes back. That that great little nickname is uh, mm-hmm. the the least ever throughout this whole movie. He said in jest, you know, and other points, you know, I mean, it's just this funny little thing that's being said most of the time. Then the music cuts out entirely. Yeah, right. Oh, so yeah. the the chill, uh, bluesy sound that we had throughout the scene all of a sudden is gone to punctuate this moment of tension between Russell and William, which I find to be excellent uh, sound design. And it's definitely, uh, I mean, this is these are really hurtful comments to William, right? Oh, like yeah. he, you see it on him. He's he he thinks that he and Russell have have bonded over this experience. Like he's finding the whole pursuit of of, um, sincerity to be a charming thing. Like he's, he's liking what he sees in Russell, even though it's sort of derailing the whole rock star story for him. Uh, But then this, this attack clearly hits, hits him hard. You can see it in his face and the, the kids that are around him even shrink back a little bit from, from the, outburst right it, it's it's the reality of having a maniac now living in their basement um Less it's like, exciting oh yeah, so maybe cool. not in the basement maybe in the shed in the yard maybe <laughs> yeah. that'd be a good place to put him yeah he can just live live in the pool that's fine maybe this was the kind of thing that lester wanted to save william from because lester was insistent you can't make friends with him do not be friends with the with the, the stars don't be uh-huh. friends with the musicians 
because maybe Lesser has seen this kind of volatility, this radical swing from one to the other where you think you're getting close to the person, but there's this moment, whether it's because they're high on their own ego or they're high on some other controlled substance, where all of a sudden this other emotional outburst comes out because the musician's inhibitions are down or they're not thinking clearly or they're just giving voice to something that that they wouldn't in the normally sober events. But as the reporter, as you feel like you're getting to know this person, you're suddenly seeing a, a very raw, vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. And you, as a friend, you would want to confront that person about it. But as a reporter, you want to write that down and not talk to the person about it because you're maintaining this objectivity and you're going to let people see these musicians as they actually are. Well, well, and Dick, after this, this outburst and when Dick kind of gets Russell to, you know, he says, easy, easy. But then to William, he says, don't worry. He only means half of what he says. (laughs) And, and, you know, I mean that, that, you know, well, well, it's Williams. Then Williams then comment back is which half, you know, and, and, and that's that objectivity that you're talking about. I mean, it's, you know, I, I think he does care a bit. You know, he, he certainly, you know, you can't not take it personally. Yeah. I mean, even half of that yeah. is yeah. still it's, really hurtful. Yeah, right. I mean, even if he means only half of it, like all of that was pretty bad. So I don't, I don't know why him only meaning half of it really makes it that much better. Maybe he just means in life in general, right? Like Maybe. Russell's only half sincere so you could forget about this that he just said and Mm -hmm. believe that the good stuff is the real stuff yeah remember his last words (laughs) (laughs) although he did say that he was on drugs twice right so so which of those are his last words exactly exactly yeah so if he only means half of that Mm -hmm. and this this goes back to what i was saying last week Russell is not cool in this moment. Mm -hmm. He has this outburst. Now, it's not totally unexpected. I mean, the the nickname of the enemy, yes, is given in jest, but every joke has a kernel of truth in it. So there's always been this guardedness, this animosity, if not animosity, maybe just wariness of William's presence that's now being given a very aggressive expression, but it's the, this outburst puts a punctuation mark on William seeing the cool rock star mask slip. It started with that, that moment of crisis with the band where things are starting to break up. He goes searching for what's real. He goes to this party, he gets high, he jumps in the pool and now he's being sweet talked by the, manager in order to get back on the bus and he has this big outburst all up in William's face. I mean, that that's, Uh that's a lot to see and it's well outside the usually carefully controlled image of the musician on stage performing for the audience with a a very set understanding of the roles there between performer and audience member. Now everything is being really jumbled together. And so in this kind of setting, it's hard to be cool. Yeah. You, think that the the expectations of uh, you're seeing your rock stars have a breakdown at this point would you're not expecting something emotionally vulnerable like that like mm-hmm. you're you're you would expect them to 
destroy a hotel room or or you know check into rehab or you know date the third supermodel that week or whatever but um this this sort of deeply personal um emotional instability is really the the not not what you're expecting from your 70s rock star for sure um well you mentioned the the kids especially like here here in the kitchen i took Mm -hmm. note of the couple teenagers on the right a guy and a girl and then the guy has his arm over the girl's shoulders as as you know uh dick and russell are walking by and russell's starting to turn back you know and i I almost feel like this could be a little bit at least at this part of what these these two extras actors whatever have you are doing uh are being directed to do um you know, a little bit uh, of the, uh, as is, you know, I think roughly right now, probably as this uh, comes out, uh, North by Northwest is wrapping up and, and definitely already had, uh, I, I listened to the episodes uh, with, uh, might have been, might have been Tierney and Megan, um, uh, where they talk about the, uh, they had the uh, kid with his uh, hands over his ears for, for the gunshot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and you know, so I th- I feel like that could be the case here. But what then continues to happen with this this couple, this young couple, after Russell is let out, gets gets a little bit calmer, is let out, then you know, is it's 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 almost this hug or making out that almost half making out that they start to do for some reason. It's like okay, yeah, it's eight or whatever in the morning, and and we've had this rock star here all night at this party that we're at and let's start making out now. Well, to me, they, they have a, a moment where they're clutching each other yeah. as Russell has grabbed William by his lapels and they're f- freaked out that this is happening. And I yeah. think the, the kind of quasi hug turnaround is, is just the two of them turn like, okay, don't make eye contact. Yeah. Who knows what he's going to do next? Just be cool. Just, you know, let him, let him leave the house and let's not do anything stupid. It could be any, like any, um, any reason to to for teenagers to touch each other you know that's sort of a <laughs> like here baby i have saved you from the violent rock star oh you are now my hero okay let's make out you know that's uh, the natural progression of of teenaging i think and 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 just uh with with it on repeat on here on my on my screen in front of me <laughs> the, the, those two are uh also uh, tr- uh transported <laughs> like william from uh they're, they're just to the uh left of uh, uh russell's head when dick is leaning over back at seconds you know oh sure two yeah. through two through eight or whatever oh yeah they're, they and they're, are. they're all beat you know he's being all handsy <laughs> <laughs> then too without doubt they are transported yep mm-hmm Well, I just I want to at this point, I want to give a special shout out to uh, William's urgency in going home because it is making its last appearance in this film. (laughs) (laughs) After minute 60, we no longer hear this kind of tone in William's voice. uh, And there's really no explanation for it. As far as I can tell, he loses any fear of his mother. He doesn't have any sense of, Oh, I just, I got to make up the test that I have. I got to walk for my graduation you know, that here, there's a sense that I have a deadline. I've got to get this interview because I uh-huh. need to go home. 
not that I have things to do or I need to get the story to the magazine. I need to go home. So to me, this moment is Will kind of realizing maybe this wasn't all I thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. this isn't going to be as much fun as I thought it was going to be because seeing Russell like this has changed the way I think about things. So now I really want to make it clear that I need this interview because I need to go home. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that urgency just kind of disappears well, after uh, Greenville. Yeah. Well, there's 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 the one thing that happens pretty immediately here. I think that that could uh, in the next couple minutes. Um, but then a few minutes from now, there's the other thing. And when you said loses, I was thought you were going somewhere else with that. So, um, well, Eric, I don't know. Yeah. I have no possible idea what you could be referring to. I'm a man of integrity and virtue. I don't, I don't know what kind of action you could be referring to. Yeah. Yes. Well, there is that. But yeah, I I think it's a great it's a great point though. Yeah, he he definitely uh yeah simmers down on <laughs> wanting wanting to get this over with. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he is extremely that way right now, but uh, for the rest of the time, he's uh, wonder, pretty pretty okay with uh, continuing. <laughs> I wonder if a more seasoned rock journalist at this point would have just not gotten on that bus and arranged their own. Yeah way home and you know charged it back to rolling stone and uh-huh. said i've i've got what i need you know it, like what's he gonna get out of an interview with russell that <laughs> that is gonna help that, that you know he's got plenty to, to write a story at this point but yeah i understand that you know being a teenager who's probably uh only ever been given rides places at this point you know he's he uh he may not he may not have a concept of how to get himself home at this from Topeka, so. And uh, Dick's response, you know, that's that's really, you know, pretty interesting. You know, look, you saved the tour, and that's good enough for for now. All right. <laughs> Dick yeah. has had enough. He cannot deal with anything else. He had I, to get the whole band on the bus to drive to, you know, Smallville, Kansas. <laughs> in order to pick up Russell, and then he had to sweet talk Russell out of the house, and now he's got this whiny journalist slash teenager, and he just can't. He just can't deal with it. He he has look, save the tour. That's enough for now. I also love how Dick very smoothly in doing that hands off Russell's boots to William. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's he's carrying all of Russell's stuff, and then just very smoothly foists it onto William. <laughs> In this this maybe almost symbolic moment that no William you're still stuck here is stuff that you still need to carry because you're in this for the long haul with us and and I guess maybe it's you know you know he, you know Dick feels like the boots have been keeping him from being able to corral Russell I mean you know Russell has is gone off over into this flower bed here <laughs> and. Uh, you know, Dick needs both of his hands, hand you know, available to to get Russell where he needs to be. And I guess they're too late, unfortunately, because he's not able to yeah, stop right. Russell from hurting the flower. <laughs> I hurt the flower. I was really expecting some teenager to come bursting out of that house demanding their swim trunks back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, man. I, I was expecting there to be teenagers bursting out of that bush that Russell goes over to investigate. Because <laughs> you, you got these, these two uh, yeah. fine citizens of Topeka just hanging out by the car. 
outside. Yeah, first they're kind of, well, one is fully sitting, the other one is, you know, just on his, you know, just crouched down. But mm-hmm. uh, So they're just, I just, I have this vision, I had this vision of just kids just kind of scattered all yeah. throughout the, the front and backyards <laughs> of this house after this absolute wild night with with the guitarist of Stillwater. Um, and then, you know, similar to the, uh, my uh, questioning of your, your, your term of the, your, your use of the term uh, loses. Um, but, uh, you know, Russell says, I hurt the flower. Is that kind of a metaphor for, you know, his relationships? His. Everything I touch turns to dust. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep a relationship, you know. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna screw it up constantly by getting with the groupies. Oh, oh, sorry, bandits. Uh, if this was the almost famous HBO miniseries, I think we would have <laughs> that. We would have time for that kind of introspection. Yeah. And then then we get a whole bottle episode with uh, with Penny and Russell, you know, and where she's there's lots of uh, connotation of her being a flower. <laughs> Or it writes oh. itself. All right, let's let's get HBO yeah. on the line. <laughs> Look, you remember Eric Nash? Yeah, he did Watchmen Minute, and then you did an HBO miniseries of Watchmen. So I think clearly now that he's done Almost Famous Minute, you need to do the Almost Famous miniseries. Sounds perfect. I mean, this to is me. just science. This this yeah. just makes sense. Well, after after uh, Cameron Crowe's kind of failed attempt at a at a series, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure on HBO. And it was it was either that I, I always I keep getting them confused. It's either the the one that was called Vinyl or Roadies, and there were there were both there there were both uh, podcasts about them on uh, on uh, on the network, the Pantheon Podcast Network, that are that are no longer up and running because they are no longer shows. But I and, and I will I will be in their same situation at some point <laughs> in about a year or so. <laughs> Pretty sure Roadies was was Cameron Crowe's. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else? Any other notes for this minute, fellas? I did sort of half expect there to be a, a rooster crowing as they stepped yeah. out of the house <laughs> um, there, but it it does look more afternoon sunlighty out there as opposed to the morning sun when the bus rounded the corner, but maybe it took him a little bit longer to get Russell out of the pool, you know, when he got there, so... Um, so, uh, Dave, since, since we've already had you on before and you've talked about your history with the movie, like we, like we talked with Father David last minute, um, any other kind of bigger revelations that you'd want to talk about? Make, make, uh, say a little something about for this, for the whole movie in general? I, I, I think, you know, specifically about these particular minutes, I really hope that this house that they're filming in. Um, remains in the exact same decor state <laughs> that right. it was when they when they filmed this. You know, I'm I'm hoping that this was the exact same state it was in when it was first built and occupied, and they found it that way in in the year 2000, and then it remains that way to this day because it's a uh, a glorious time capsule to to the to the mid 70s. There, that's I think that's my my bigger revelation. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Father David, uh, you, you can say whatever you like and, and go into some uh, uh, talk about the in, in greater detail any projects you got going. 
Well, the only project I have is is the gospel. Yeah. So uh, I uh, am I uh, on my website fatherdavidmowry.com, I have all of the uh, appearances I have of various movies by minutes shows. Uh, feel free to take a, a look see through those. Um, I also. Uh, Post there somewhat infrequently in terms of a blog with some of uh, reflections on uh, movies and current events and uh, other sorts of things. Um, other than that, uh, just ask everyone to to take to heart the the message of this movie is that uh, there's there's no need to be cool. Uh, you you just have to see things for what they are. You know, that, you know, sometimes you're in a plane over Tupelo, Mississippi, and you're all going to die. And that's when the truth really comes out. And it, it kind of feels like we're in a plane over Tupelo, Mississippi, and we're all going to die, at least in in early June of 2020. So uh, when people are saying things in that kind of era of crisis and and high tension, we should pay attention to what they have to say and, and um, try to hear not just the words, but to hear the music underneath the words, to hear what, where, the, where those words are coming from, and whether that's in important social issues of the day, whether that's about uh, things as as important as truth, or whether it's, you know, just someone saying that they're on drugs. It's uh, it's crucial that we make sure we hear each other. What, what, what was that you said? It's crucial. <laughs> oh, I, oh boy. I, that's, that's a good joke. That was funny. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. That was that was uh, yeah, great insight and and uh, thoughts you have on that. Um, uh, uh, Dave, uh, you have a quick little plug you want to give or remind us about? Uh... Um, no, I'm not going to try and follow that. Nope. So yeah, we'll just okay. we'll just move on. <laughs> well, the way I'll follow it is with uh, for the Movies by Minutes community. Uh, make sure everyone go check out uh, moviesbyminutes.com uh, for all 160 other. Uh, shows that are happening right now or that have happened or are happening right now i think there's actually even one that is still yet to come but they amazingly put up <laughs> uh, quite a while ago i'm waiting for it i'd love to mm. listen to it wizard of oz minute <laughs> where are oh, you yeah. um but yeah uh, thank you both you've been have, have both have had a lot of great insight and and i certainly look forward to talking with you more going and doing uh doing more of these crazy podcasts or or other hopefully hopefully someday meetups in real life as i've already <gasps> met father dare David we dream two or three times over the past few years well thank you so much for someday. having me on the show eric appreciate yeah, it thank you it's been fun as always thanks so much guys so that was minute 60 this week uh, we'll be back next week with a pair of new guests for minute 61 until then it's all happening it's it all is all happening, happening. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 